Mike, periodic table, pop quiz. Why the excitement? I hate these. N plus F-E equals... Morganite! <laughs> you cheated. I did not. You saw who was on the guest list for today's show. Melinda. You, Melinda Myers. Yes, that's right. I, I knew what the, the N plus the, the, the FE stood for. It's it's iron and nitrogen, but... What Actually, it's nitrogen and iron. You got it backwards. Okay. Our Lexdyskia. I'm dyslexic. See, I beat you to that punch. Oh, shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a perfect product to lay down on your lawn and as i found out on your garden too so basically anything without burning or hurting i know perfect product for a fourth year rookie a third year rookie or a first year rookie i don't know we're not going to do the math and i used it before i became a rookie well that's true but you used somebody else's help didn't you yeah yours okay anyway mike let's get to our guest let's talk about malorganite Hi, Melinda. It's Scott and Mike from your Midwest Garden Podcast. Hi, Mike. Hi, Scott. Hello. How are you? I hope you're you're relaxed because Scott makes people really tense. <laughs> I, I I heard that about him. So yeah, thank I, you. I'll try to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> While it's snowing outside, it's a perfect time to talk fertilization well, of, t- of some sort. Let's talk outdoors and plants, okay? Outdoors and plants fertilization. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, there's a product that's out there right now that I have been absolutely in love with when it comes down to giving nutrients to plants, whether it's a plant, a vegetable, a flower, or lawns. Now, the history of this product goes all the way back, but we have a lady by the name of Melinda Myers, who happens to be the Melorganite spokesperson. There I said it, Melorganite. There you go. And that's the product. And this lady basically is the spokesperson for not only Melorganite, but Actually, for a number of other things, plants, aren't you uh, in? Well, let me introduce you. Melissa Meyer, say hello. Hey, great to chat with you. And I always like talking fertilization and gardening, and um, especially when it's snowing outside, uh, because we need green, warm thoughts right now. That's right. Can you introduce yourself even further, your background and how you got to Milwaukee? Sure. I um, was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Did my undergraduate work at the Ohio State University in horticulture. Came to Wisconsin for a summer job, and I joke they kept me so broke I had to stay here for many decades. And um, have been lucky enough to work in the profession um, as an extension agent, an assistant city forester. Um, I was a horticulture instructor at a technical college. My daughter says I shouldn't tell everybody all these jobs. I sound like I um, am unemployable. (laughs) And uh, now I have my own company, and I work with great companies like Malorganite, trying to help educate gardeners to have fun and be successful no matter their experience. You know what? I'm totally impressed. You were an extension agent. Your undergrad is at Ohio State University. You have your Ph.D.? I have my master's degree um, from the University of Wisconsin, um, and I always like to say my research, because when else do you get to talk about where you spent all that time and money, because nobody really cares, but um, I studied above-ground planters, um, hardiness of uh, trees and shrubs and above-ground planters, and 
one of the things I learned, they were in downtown Milwaukee, and it's when the Brewers were in the playoffs, and I learned more about crowd pressure on urban plantings and <laughs> things like that, right, than winter hardiness. But it's amazing how our plants can withstand so much abuse. Well, it, yeah, it truly is. And one of the things and one of the reasons that we, well, I should say Scott did some research and wanted to find out who actually, because I introduced them to Milorganite, and this is the product that we're going to be talking about and professing as the miracle cure for almost anything and everything. I mean, <laughs> it really is. And he was it apprehensive. Is. He like When he said he was a rookie, he still is. He's on his fourth year right now. So uh, are you a rookie or are you? Fourth year rookie. Fourth year. year. Fourth year. Yeah. Um, his wife does own a, a, a garden center, and he, he, wanted to, he wanted to know why his lawn wasn't greening up as fast. I mean, they have a lawn service also, but they come every six to eight weeks. And he wanted to get it a little bit greener because he wasn't just happy with it. Is it the type of grass he has? Is it his watering, cultural methods of control, uh, integrated pest management? We don't want to discuss that with him. We want it to be as basic as heck. He said, well, let's try this. Why don't you use a supplement? And he goes, like, What? Well, your your store sells malorganite over there. Why not put it down? So he goes and gets it, and he goes, okay, you got to show me how to do this. I said, do you want to just throw it down by hand, or do you want to put it down by a spreader? <laughs> oh, you're going to kill everything. No, you're not. I mean, I don't want to throw it down by hand. I want to get a neat, nice, decent application. So he put it down. One bag is going to cover roughly 2,500 square feet. He's got a relatively large yard. He did it over the whole thing. He goes, I hope this works, man, or else we're never going to talk again. Well, after he watered it down, and about a week to 10 days later, it started to looking really cool, and he started barking at me because he had to mow it three times a week. But it looks really, really cool. And you really nailed it. It's goof-proof, so you don't have to worry. We always want to spread it properly, apply the right amount. But if you have a little mistake, it's goof-proof. You're not going to kill your plant. So it takes that fear out. And like you said, it's got iron in it. It's got 2.5% iron, so that really helps with greening as long as well as that slow-release, low nitrogen, and that's why it doesn't burn. And so it's been popular, as you know, on lawns forever because of all the good things that, you know, Scott found that was happening in his lawn with just one application. The important part also is that it helps build uh, beginners' confidence, not only in using it, but anybody that's getting started in fertilizing their own lawn, you know, a new homeowner. So you say, here, try this first. And what I was impressed with is one of the reasons for this podcast is once we introduce what it is, which Mike will get into next, is that people are using it like strictly only for lawns I've seen uh, on the uh, Malorganite Facebook. People are sending photos in and it's just some absolutely gorgeous green lawns. And, you know, how it helps with plants. And because it is, what, what the magic is, what, Mike, no salt? Salts are the what burns? Well, all right. Now, see, yeah. Now, technically, salts can mean anything from sodium chloride to calcium chloride to any type of, let's say, nitrogen salts. They build up in the soil, and they basically crystallize, and they can do some damage to the plant or prevent the plants from absorbing certain types of nutrients. Whereas malorganite is strictly organic, and through the research that I was capable of doing is finding out that uh, it's the micro and macronutrients that are in the soil that also, I mean in malorganite, that also help the plant make its own food or process all those. 
Yeah, it's a biosolid, so I always like to be upfront about that. So according to the federal government, it's not organic, but it's held to a much higher standard than organic fertilizers. And as you mentioned, it's in an organic form of nitrogen, okay, so it breaks down slowly. And as the microorganisms work on releasing the nutrients from the pellets, it releases some of the phosphorus, good for root development, flowering and fruiting, and some of the potassium, good for hardiness and disease resistance that's bound in our soil. So many years of 10-10-10 fertilizing and high pH soils, there's a lot of those nutrients in the soil, but the plants can't get to them. They're tied up in the soil. And research um, out of Florida State University found that they did leaf tissue samples. So they figured out that, hey, these plants are getting phosphorus more than malorganite provides and potassium, which malorganite has none, so it must be coming from the soil. So you get that added benefit of using nutrients that are already in the soil that you had mentioned for the plants to benefit. So, you know, I, th I feel like you get this magic. You get the product you pay for and you put down, plus you're using up some of those excessive levels of nutrients in the soil by making them available for the plants to use. So we know what the product is, and let's, let's help uh, identify it for our new listeners, our newbies, as far as wanting to know, hey, I saw this title on this podcast about milorganite. Can you explain exactly milorganite? I know that has a, a, a meaning behind it. It's a compound word, it. Scott. Yeah. You know, don't, Thank you. Let's... I know what the mill stands for. I do, too. I think that's pretty obvious. Okay, what's the Very order? good. Okay. They had a contest, actually, to name it. This has been around for over 90 years, and it's got the exceptional gold medal standard from the EPA. But mill, as you know, is Milwaukee. Org is organic. And then I'm, I'm not sure where the it comes from. But, um, <laughs> so throw in. So it's. And you guys did a great job pronouncing it because I've heard many pronunciations and they're, yes, we won't even say them because we don't want to get them in people's well, heads. One, I got to tell you, one of the bosses actually yelled at me after they were on the phone and looking at me, he goes, hey, do we carry any Milo granite? <laughs> uh, so, no, you mean malorganite. He, you know, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Go ahead. Yeah, we got to finish yeah, what it, the night is. What's the it, night? It, well, yeah, let's see. Hmm. Doesn't night stand for nitrogen? Very good. When we did the uh, a little bit of research, I'm going, now, you know, this is kind of fun. I, I You know, noticing that at Mil Milwaukee, organic nitrogen. Um, right. Now, there there's also um, a little bit of history since you're going that direction. And Scott's going, no, I want to know more. I want to know more. But the history that I, I discovered on this, there was a gentleman that um, I, I can't pronounce his name. Do you know how to pronounce his name? It's it's O.J. Neuer, N-U-E-R. Oh, Noor. Noor. O.J. Noor, okay. N-O-E-R, right? Yes, it, yes. And it has, it's Ovind Jul Noor. I guess they're <laughs> Norwegian or something up there. But, um, yeah, he kind of basically came up with the, the whole concept of, you know, cleaning up the, 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 the water system, basically. Can you explain a little bit more? Right. So as water goes through the water treatment plant, the solids are digested by microorganisms and that takes them out. And then those microorganisms are kiln dry. So they're basically pathogen free. 
and that's and then they're pelletized and put in the bag. And when you go to the Melorganite plant, which they occasionally have open doors where they let people tour, but it's a clean facility, which always, you know, really surprises people. And so it's basically, and they monitor, they test daily and weekly. They test for any kind of contaminant, you know, heavy metals and things like that. And why I like working with them is they're really about safety and health, water quality. I mean, what they're doing is they're cleaning the water for us to drink in the Milwaukee metro area. And so that's the other byproduct. And fertilizer, the malorganite fertilizer, is what we get as a result of that cleaning process. And then it's putting that waste product into something usable for our gardens. And so it's, you know, instead of landfilling it or and those kind of things, it's a product we can use to grow plants, all kinds of plants. And you mentioned most people think of malorganite for lawns, and you're absolutely right. I use it on everything. It's, you know, my containers, when I plant them, I add my malorganite, and sometimes that's it for the season. Or if it's been a hot, dry season or I put too many plants in the pot, I'll add some mid-season as well. Because they're all competing, right? I mean, it's like exactly a lot of plants. Yeah, sorry, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, you got a lot of plants now. Do you have a lot of plants at home, or do you do this on the job as well, or is this? You know, you got a thirty-five pound bag at home that you go and just take a scoop and go to from container to container to container. I have many bags that I buy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you gotta, you gotta. I wait for the truckload sale in my community, then I load up from that garden center. And uh, you always have to have it on hand. You never know. And then my daughter, who now owns her own home, always comes over. She got a bag of that malorganite. Yeah. I need to fertile, right? Isn't it the truth? So I usually have a bag with me that I take out. I have big gardens that I use for photography and video. I have containers for my own benefit as well as for teaching. And, you know, there's never enough plants. And so malorganite, using one product on everything, it's great. It's a very impressive plant. So, Mike, did you know the MSSD is so into conservation that the school bus sized dryers, let me say that again, school bus sized dryers are fueled by the methane gas from a local landfill? Talk about recycling. No. All dad jokes aside, or kids for that matter, but they're not only using our solids, but they're also using our gas. <laughs> really? The money they make off of this. It's a nonprofit. It goes right back to the Milwaukee water treatment plant to help offset the cost for the local residents. It does. So it's, it's a wonderful, like you said, it's full circle, you know, from generation of the raw ingredients to putting it in the bag to creating it. So it is, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And I think that's the, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I like working with them too, because what are we going to do with all that stuff? Well, yeah. let's create a fertilizer. This is Mike again, but it's self-sustaining, right? It seems like the whole thing is just cyclical. And on, yes. on top of that, um, it's becoming more and more difficult to get a hold of. Um, is there a reason for this? Well, the, it's what goes in that they create, and so, you know, the inputs dictate what's, what they create, and the demand has gone up because it is so popular and because it's so goof-proof and it's a one product that, 
there it we have experienced some shortages. There's some information on their website, which their website has great information, rates, how to apply, videos, all kinds of tips to help you be successful in your right. garden with with the product or even just for gardening in general. And they also have a video of how the product's made. So it gives you insight into the whole process. Yeah, I kind of so, cheated. I, I, I you went already to it. looked. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what I found out? You're right. I mean, of course, you're the spokesperson for it. But um, the one of the purchasing agents for Scott's wife's company, I'll, I'll name it Black Diamond, uh, basically they – couldn't get a hold of it. It was getting more and more difficult. It used to be something we didn't have any problem purchasing or getting. And he said that he can't get it. From now on, he's going to have to know what he's going to utilize and sell and then order that way in advance. Well, come to find out, I wanted to see if this was, was, was actual truth. After going through the website that they had, they, they claimed that, yeah, there's a shortage at times, and it has to do with the lack of... Um, uh, let's say process, uh, plants, for instance, breweries. Milwaukee right. Brewery Sludge is no longer something that's just coming in left and right, hand over foot. Um, aren't they outsourcing? And then all the manufacturing, uh, as far as their waste products, it's been outsourced as well. So they have to rely basically on the population, and that water just basically doesn't sustain it as much as it used to. Less going in. To create the product, less solids going in. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and so that dictates it too, as well as an increase in demand. So it is. It's it's wonderful. One of the things too. There's a good blog um, by their lawn expert, um, and he talks about the fake products because there are some products that mm-hmm. try to create a bag that looks sort of like malorganite. Even used a name that sounds sort of like malorganite. And so he kind of walks you through the process of how to tell the difference. So if you want to buy malorganite, it, you're going to get the product that you want, not something pretending to be like that, that doesn't have the same values, the slow-release nature, that sustainability aspect that so many of us want to support these days. My first use was obviously the lawn. I was using it in between my lawn services applications. And I was like greening things up and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I've got something I like I'm doing something. I feel like part of the process of, besides just watering a lawn, I feel like I'm part of the the growth and the, the, the good looks. And then I ended up taking some as I was out there doing my backyard, I had planted a section of grasses. What's out there, Mike? Uh, forest uh He's got his own test plots, and that's what I, I seriously it I is. do. I do. Well, you're, you're like the inventor of this malorganite. Pompous, pompous grass, and you've got pompous grasses. You've got a number of different ornamental grasses that are lining your fence. So Mike comes over one day and he says, "Man, those are looking really good." Because I mean, I take some of the worst stuff out of the uh, garden center and try, you know. Tried to bring it to life. Well, the reject, yes. right? We're bringing it, you know, we did some root drench to help the roots and stuff like that. And he said, man, they're looking really good. What'd you do last? And I said, I threw some malorganite on them. And I said, well, if it's good for this grass, why isn't it good for this grass? And he goes, I kind of like your thinking there. And they're looking really good. So we talked about doing lawns with this product. Can you go into a little more about plants like how much would you really use around a plant or anything out of bounds for this product? 
You know, nothing really. It's really up to the individual what. I do it on food plants. I do it on flowering plants. I do it on perennials, plants that come back year after year, trees, shrubs, everything, because it is low nitrogen, slow release. The other thing, it contains 85% organic matter. So that's feeding the soil. And most of us start gardens in areas and lawns in lousy soil, you know, construction and equipment Mm -hmm. and you know, our soil's lousy when we get it. Maybe there's an inch of topsoil thrown on after they build the house, but it's pretty lousy. And so adding that organic matter via your fertilizer, you're feeding the, the soil, which then feeds the plants. And so that's a benefit. And I also like it because I, 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 even though I work with malorganite, I tend to really work my soil. So I have healthy soil. Malorganite helps me do that. And then I don't need to fertilize as often. And because it's slow release, you can't burn it. You mentioned you had the reject plants, you know, the ones that, and we're at gardeners are always taking in those plants that need a little extra support, right? Yes. And, and malorganite won't burn the roots, so that's important. So for flower beds and vegetables, an application in the spring, six to eight weeks later, decide if you need another application and let your plants be the guide. You know, it depends on how healthy your soil is, what plants you're growing, how close you plant them. You know, are you over, you know, putting them too close together so you've got lots of plants vying for those nutrients or did you give them plenty of space? Um, perennials in the spring, and you may or may not need to fertilize a second time midsummer. Again, let your plants be your guide. And trees and shrubs, if you're fertilizing your lawn with malorganite, they're benefiting, or your flower beds around them, they're benefiting. So again, if your plants are showing a need for greener leaves, or they're not putting on the growth they should be, or you want to nudge them into a little more growth, that's a good thing. One of the big complaints I get, and I'm guessing, Mike, you may hear this, is some of the repeat-blooming hydrangeas are not good at repeat-blooming. You know, they die back to the... Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So some of those repeat bloomers, you know, they're, they were sold because, well, they'll die back. The old growth dies back to the ground because we're in cold climates. And then the new growth is supposed to bloom. But boy, some years it's a couple blossoms. Some years you have great green leaves and nothing else. And one thing I found in the gardeners I've recommended this come back and, and say they have great success is an application of malorganite in the spring. Make sure they get sufficient water because those things dry out quickly. And almost every gardener comes back and says, boy, I had blossoms on my hydrangeas this year that I've not had before. Now, they're never going to look like the ones in Georgia and Tennessee because we live in the north, right? Are you noticing that we have to buy everybody else's weeds in order to make things look pretty up here? I know. <laughs> I, you know, I, you got rhododendrons that are growing in the Smokies that are weeds. You go and see Augusta with the golf tournament out there, and they got weeds called azaleas. We bring them up here, and then we find a way to kill them. Malorganite, well, in essence, is something that helps, like like you and Scott both said, this thing is, is struggling. I'm going to take it home on a planet. I'm going to call it George, and I'm going to give it food. And it's going to be malorganite. And they do rebound. I mean, like you said, with the hydrangeas. Now, also, there's enough micronutrients as far as the metals like iron, um, boron, manganese, things of this nature that are going to help them retain even a more vibrant color also. Exactly. Exactly. And that makes it 
and that makes such a huge difference. And because of the formulation and being slow release, you're not burning. You're feeding him like we're supposed to eat. Not that I eat this way, but we're supposed to have lots of little meals throughout the day. Our plants really want a few nutrients, you know, on a regular basis, not a big burst of nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium and then nothing for a couple weeks and then another big meal of those nutrients. They, they do better if we give them little bits over a longer period of time. Less work for us, I'm all about that, and better for the plants. It's suggested for the weekend warriors that are listening to this, it's <laughs> almost like a, a half a cup per plant or four and a half pounds for like a 50 square foot area of your garden. Does that sound about right? You bet. And one of the things, and, and I have to tell you, I pulled up all of their rate sheets in front of me because I don't trust my memory. When I'm out fertilizing, um, I, I have a good sense of what I need for my gardens. With my containers, I'm kind of like, oh, this is, a, this is good. <laughs> Can't overdo it. And sometimes I forget, did I fertilize that or not? So I might have overdosed them. Won't hurt the plant, and I don't recommend it. But if you accidentally apply it twice to your pots, they'll forgive you. Try not to, but just because it's a waste of fertilizer. But yes, so when you look at it on their website, they go through all of the application rates. So you're right. For a flower bed, it's about one and a half pounds in the spring if you're working it into the soil, which is about four and a half cups of malorganite um, on a 50-square-foot basis. And then, again, midsummer, about that amount if you need to. Um, I was been talking about containers and, you know, for a small container, we're just talking a tablespoon, you know, and then a couple tablespoons for a gallon. And then for five gallons, then we're talking less than a cup of fertilizer. And so vegetable gardens are about the same thing. So you want about 12, about 13 cups of fertilizer, four and a half pounds per 50 square feet. I usually carry a bag in my cart because I have a big garden and then I just have a scoop that I measure and then I know how much. Those I do sprinkle by hand. Larger areas, you're right. Applying with a spreader is much wiser. Better way to get even application and um, it works great. Same with fruits, uh, strawberries. Give them a dose in the spring and that's a, you know, three pounds per, at like two and a half cups per 50 square, um, 50 square feet for new plantings and then up that to three pounds after they're established. And you'll just be amazed. Not only will your plants be healthier, they'll produce more. There's research that they have, and it's on the website that talks about boosting tomato productivity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we wait all year for those red ripe tomatoes. We want to make sure all our hard work, we get to benefit with lots of tomatoes. We're talking with Melinda Myers. She's a spokesperson for the Malorganite Company. And I know Scott's jumping up and down. He's holding himself, and he's about ready to strangle me for interjecting. Um, but I wanted to get something really across real quick here. And this is based on environmental stewardship. This is basically the first national format of uh, recycling in the United States. Did you know that, Scott? I do now. You do now. And I it's do extremely now. extremely important. It's an inventor. Now, they were promoting also environmental stewardship um, because of the malorganite operations. But since COVID, 
Um, prior to COVID, nobody really cared. They just wanted the immediate gratification. They wanted, you know, results, results, results. COVID got people that wanted to learn how the whole process works and they wanted to feed themselves and they wanted to go as natural as they possibly can because they don't trust anything anymore except for themselves and barely trust themselves. So when it comes right down to Milorganite, the Milwaukee Metropolitan Sewage District reclaims nutrients from um, all sorts of things that are coming in from manufacturing plants from homeowners. Um, when it does come down to they do quality control, like she said, after the research that I've done, these guys are in their white suits that are, you know, checking this out forever and ever. They have to do testing on the incoming product, That's, and then they're doing testing on their outgoing products. So, so not to like worry. Like she said, it's, it may not technically be organic, but the standards are higher than things that are labeled as well, organic. Well, it's higher than Omri's standards. I mean, that's an organic thing that you can pay big bucks to right. get certified. Exactly. And and it's it's wonderful. I have to tell you a funny story. So I'm originally from Ohio, and I was visiting my uncle, had Thanksgiving with my uncle, who was in a small town in southern Ohio, and he was working at the time for the mayor's office and with the water quality plant. So the day after Thanksgiving, we go to their treatment plant, oh, and these Lord. guys look at me like, I know, you came all the way from Wisconsin? And I said, well, I work with Malorganite. <gasps> Malorganite, they're Ooh. the gold standard. <laughs> So I made points for my uncle. I still think those guys think I'm nuts for going to a water quality plant the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> but it just, it you know, just brought home, like you said, the reputation that Malorganite has for all the good things they're doing. Your version of Black Friday is very different from everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> So uh, when I started using the, the Morganite for my lawn, all right, so my soil, a lot of the soil up here in Ohio, northern, south, or northwest Ohio is glacier-related sand. So it doesn't hold much nutrients. So that's why I was kind of given a little bit of a, like you said, a, a snack in between main courses. Um, and it, it just worked really well. My question to you is that green that pops up. I mean, everybody was talking about iron, and I tried liquid iron one time, and, I mean, yeah, it worked. It was messy, and it's stained and all that. Is the magic of Malorganite a mixture of the iron that's in it along with that little bit of nitrogen? Is is it because those numbers are relatively close that it works so well? Well, I'm going to use um, the word chelated, which... Uh, but it's a form of iron that's plant available, so it doesn't get bound to the soil. So part of that benefit of the greening that you don't see in other sources is some iron is often tied up in the soil, just like some other nutrients and not available to the plant. So the form, it's in a form that's available to the plant so that that iron really can help green it. And of course, nitrogen. Nitrogen's important with the greening as well. And that combination of all those micronutrients feeding the soil, and especially with sandy soil. When I lived in the city of Milwaukee, I had heavy clay soil that I spent 20 years, you know, amending and using malorganite and left great soil behind. And now I'm in soil similar to yours where the glaciers dumped rocks and sand and all of this. So I'm trying to build my soil and malorganite 
because it's slow release, I'm not worried about those nutrients washing through because the sand doesn't hold on to them like clay soil does. And it's building that organic matter. So every time I fertilize, I'm improving the soil. And all of this goes together for that whole greening. So the nitrogen, you're right, is important, but also the iron in a form the plants can absorb. The analysis on that is what? Is it a 620? It's 640 now. 640. Right. Okay. Now, for those of you that are listening, and we know what our (laughs) demographics are, the 6 stands for the nitrogen percent-wise, the 2 stands for the phosphorus percent-wise, and the 0 stands for potassium or the K percent-wise, and there's zero potassium in there. But now, here's something that I see people have generally, when they put it online, want immediate gratification. Like, we put it down, two days later, it's going to be green as can be. No, we're not those internationally known um, uh, lawn fertilizing companies that have uh, all sorts of quick fixes for it. Like you said, this builds the soil up, but it's through the microorganisms and it's through the macro and micronutrients that you have already in there that basically allow the plant to produce its own food in a way that instead of injecting it directly into the plant, it's becoming a healthier plant because of it. So this is health food for it. That's a great analogy. Exactly right. And and you just see it in the long-term results. One of the women that works for Melorganite, she was a student of mine when I used to teach at the technical college, was telling me she, uh, she uses Melorganite on her lawn, of course, and her neighbor was out there, and he had a lawn care service, and he's out there all the time, and her lawn always looked better. And he finally said, what are you doing? She goes, I just use Melorganite. And he goes, I don't believe you. And then after yeah. about a year, she saw him sneaking the bags of Melorganite out of his car because he didn't want her to know that he followed her advice and started <laughs> treating his lawn with Melorganite, and it, it looks as good as hers does. He was humbled. There, he was. <laughs> there are a number of fantastic videos that Melorganite has on their site. They also have a gentleman uh, that's done a series on Melorganite um, on YouTube. He's uh, called the Lawn Care Nut. and Alan. Yeah, yeah. He, he's awesome. He's he used to live up here in the Midwest. Now he's down in Florida. So he's got a whole range of grasses and products that he talks about. But he's talking about Melorganite in the way of why work extra hard? He goes, you can put fertilizer on your lawn four times a year. Let's say Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, and Thanksgiving. Because it's 85% slow release you don't have to work so often, you know, with all these other different types of fertilizers that are the, like Mike was saying, the quick hits, uh, high nitrogen and, you know, boom, it's gone. And this product is so nice because you can put it down in the heat. You know, a lot of people on lawn surfaces skip a July type of feeding because of the heat and you don't want your grassing grasses growing during that portion of the summer. But this stuff, I mean, you can put it down anytime. It can I care. add to that? Can, Go ahead. I, 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 I'm, well, the reason I, Scott, you struck a chord on me. And I'm, this is great. You very rarely do this. Um, and, and the Cha-ching. Thing, well, yeah, okay, it's a kudos point. One of the other things is, is with, the, with let's say, the synthetic products that are out there, and I'm not going to name names, they are going to cause more problems than burning, too. People will put it down themselves, or even the lawn services are going to put them down. you got a high nitrogen fertilizer, 33%. You're putting down in the middle of June. 
what do we get up here in the Midwest that nobody really, well, it feels like we're almost in the Philippines. What is that called? Humidity. Oh, geez, yes. And it works on funguses. Funguses love nitrogen. And on the synthetic nitrogen, you're basically feeding them. They're going to be taking and attacking your lawn. What are you doing? You're putting a fungicide on to counter that. Well, this is chemical after chemical after chemical. This is not productive in my book. Um, I want to use something like it's a kiss situation. Keep it simple, stupid. And that's where the malorganite comes in. You don't have that high nitrogen, which is going to cause fungus problems. You're not going to basically allow the, the humidity to break down onto the grass plant because it doesn't. It, it, the humidity sure. is going to basically break it down into the soil. This is a slow-release fertilizer and the best in the world. Is he right, Melinda? And, exactly. And the other thing is <laughs> it promotes balanced top and root growth, and it's slower growth. And so, again, not only diseases are less likely to attack plants of all sorts, because when there's lush succulent growth, that's the first thing those aphids want to start feeding on oh. and other insects, right? I, we had green bug damage on lawns for the first time in forever, and that was because of exactly what you're talking about here. And the heat, we've all been experiencing some record high temperatures, and malorganite, because of the way of the slow, steady growth it permits, those plants are more deeply rooted, thanks to that non-leaching phosphorus, the healthy soil you've created, and they're more drought tolerant. So when we're looking at, you know, hot, dry summers, hot, humid summers, having lawns and other plants that are promoting, that have balanced growth above and below ground, they're going to be more disease resistant, insect resistant, and drought tolerant. And so, you know, it, it like you said, it provides all these benefits. So it means less work for you to have a landscape, uh, gardens, vegetables you can harvest and a beautiful lawn with a lot less effort. Melinda is in some of these videos too that uh, Malorganite has on their site. And let's, let's see if she remembers this phrase, which uh -oh. I think this phrase is perfect for this product. She said goof proof. Yes. And I think that's one I use almost any time I, I talk say, about Malorganite. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched your, some of your videos before. We came a little prepared for this. And uh, okay, I mean, I, I must tell. ask you too, like you said, goof proof, but the, the phrase, just out of curiosity, where are you taking those videos at? I mean, it's... Some of them, and to be honest, I live out in the country now. When I lived in the city, I was on a busy street in a small lot. So okay. we, we shoot from a variety of places. Some fellow gardeners who are kind enough to let me shoot. We've shot some at our botanical gardens. I've shot a lot lately um, in my own gardens, the vegetables, the rain garden ones, some of the more recent ones now that I've been at my house for a few years and the plants are, you feel you know, comfortable on showing it now. Well, there's, yes. Ex you know, gardeners were never, our garden will look better tomorrow or you should have seen it yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the last few years I've been shooting more here because my gardens are a little more mature. So I don't, they're not, they're above ankle height. Thanks to the Lorganite, they're above my head. So, yeah, so recently a lot of those, especially in the vegetable garden and the flower beds, um, are are good. I have a big property, so we 
don't fertilize all of the property. We leave our grass clippings, but the part around the house, and we always joke because we did a few videos of Melorganite, and I was reapplying for take two, take three, and that part of my lawn looks better than anybody in the whole community. <laughs> it's like, this is our lawn. Don't look out there at the wilder area. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that uh, the over and over again because um, – interesting story at least family wise this is how i met my wife i was a videographer shooting um a number of tv commercials we went to shoot the black diamond commercial which my wife and mike starred in and that's how i met my wife that day shooting their commercial in the backyard that we own now oh that's Great. Oh, how nice. Such a great story. I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it didn't, it could be really Whoa. ugly. <laughs> Here's my question, Scott. Now, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, because this is going to be, this is, all right. You, you used the, the term good phosphorus. We are in Lake Erie. We're in the Great Lakes region right now where we're having a little bit of a problem. The only one that I think that we're having a major problem with is Great Lakes, the Sa- Lake St. Clair and Lake Erie. And they're trying to point the finger. When I say they, you could say the ag industry is pointing the finger to um, the organics industry, going into the clean water industry, the Great Lakes Initiative. Uh, They're trying to blame upstream. Maumee River that we're by flows north, and it goes into Lake Erie. They're blaming it on the the phosphorus causing the the bloom. Um, It's called the the algae bloom that's in there, and it gives off a toxin. And... My argument is that nobody's talking about is in order to have a bloom, you're going to have to have a plant. Something else is causing excessive amount. Now, we're at the shallow end of Lake Erie, but excessive amount of algae. What is it? It's nitrates that are going into the into the water system, and it's creating the plant or aggressively allowing the plant to grow. Not necessarily the, the phosphorus. So I'm saying that that's going to, going to be safe. When you say safe phosphorus, you're talking about it staying in the soil and reutilized by the plants, correct? Exactly. And some of the whole concern with phosphorus, too, is phosphorus being washed, the soil being washed into the water, putting plants on top of, your prop, on top of the soil, whether it's lawn or flowers, mulching your soil, keeping the soil in place. Malorganite, through research, is non-leaching phosphorus, and that's why a lot of communities that have banned phosphorus fertilizers allow malorganite because it's a non-leaching form of phosphorus, so it stays in the soil. And then, and one of the nice things is malorganite, the MMSD, Milwaukee Metro Sewage District. I was going to ask you about that. You blew my bubble apart. Way to go. I'm sorry. Well, they're, they're concerned about water quality. So one of the fun things I get to do or exciting things is I talk about having homeowners keep water where it falls to reduce basement backups, flooding on the streets, the storm sewers being overrun, contaminants being washed off of drives and walks into the waterways because they realize they want to keep less, they want less work. 
they want to make sure what's going into the water that it the you know microorganisms can remove the solids but they want good stuff going in so it's less work to produce good quality drinking water coming out of the plant and that's where Milorgan, as you mentioned fits into this whole model but i like it that mmsd through a lot of the programs and they've involved me we're trying to get homeowners to be part of the solution. You know, I think each one of us can make a difference, you know, not leaving pet waste on the walk, picking it up, not leaving it in the lawn. You know, you were talking about using chemicals that if we can avoid using them, why not? It saves you money, less work, better for the environment. And this is one of my pet peeves. Like you said, if you do a little bit, it, in the end, it may help. I always talk about homeowners and mowing services that leave mulch clippings to run down the storm drain. I mean, that's obviously going someplace we don't necessarily needed to go. Is it a big deal over the overall scheme? Probably not, but every little penny makes a dollar. You know, so I was like, you know, pick it up, especially a lawn service, a garden mowing center, I should say. I mean, if you're paying money to have somebody mow, you should be a nice mowing service and actually pick up your clippings and not just or, blow them into the street for everybody else to. Or shoot them into the lawn so they break down and add organic matter and nutrients back to the soil off Thank the you. walk, Bingo. off the drive. You know, one of the other pet peeves, I'm going to just go on to fall leaves you know, rake them to the curb for the city to pick up. And now I say, okay, so we're going to rake them to the curb. We're going to pay the city to pick them up, but half of them end up in the storm sewer. So then we have to get the street and sewer crew out to suck them out of the storm sewer. And again, there goes more phosphorus and nutrients into the waterway. And then they so get shipped off. So you melt it into the soil, don't exactly. you? Exactly. I love exactly. this woman. Are you married? Oh, this is great. <laughs> Long distance will work well. Nobody oh, will have God. to know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I thought I was the only person in the oh. world that ever did that. Oh, it's 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 my pet peeve. Because then you pay to buy it in a bag of compost when you can improve your lawn by mowing it into small pieces, leaving it on the lawn. Use them as mulch in the garden. They're great. I have a guy, because I... It helps me weed occasionally, and I brought out leaves, and we're mulching, and he kind of rolled his eyes. He's a little more neat and tidy kind of gardener. And then a year later, he goes, this stuff is really good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and again, we're repurposing it back where it belongs. We're not taking it off the property. We're just using it in a different form. And that's where grass clippings, you know, one season of clippings is equal to one fertilizer application. So no. leaving them on your lawn out of the storm sewer, like you said, get them off the sidewalk, off the driveway, out of the street, onto the lawn where they belong, and you'll really benefit. Mike, the good news is I know you're terrible at math. <laughs> Say yes. I'm, I'm terrible at math. I, I, yes, I am. Anyway, so I've heard that three-quarters of a pound of nitrogen is a good amount to turn a lawn green. Now, if you happen to do the math at the application rate for melorganite, that's 6%, 4%, 0%. For a 1,000 square foot, it just happens to be Milorganite will put three-quarters of a pound of nitrogen down on your lawn. They've already broken it down. What's even neater is, is they are telling you right on the bag, it'll cover 2,500 square feet. 
I'm terrible at math, but a 30-pound bag will cover 2,500 square feet. All you got to do is just know your square footage. And then on the back, you read the back of the bag, and you can go and have it, you know. You don't even have to read the bag. Just yeah, because you're your, a pro at it Know now. your square footage, divide it up, and spread it, it down. It worked for him, it, it, and it makes him look like he's the only kid on the block that has a really cool-looking lawn, and now he's, he's an expert. It's because Melinda said it's goof-proof. And I'm looking forward to your picture on their website. So I'm going to watch for your lawn on their website so that I can say, oh, Keith's right. It will, is definitely am- the best in the block. I will admit I did send it in and it's never been posted. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. God, I thought I'm it was gonna talk to, I'm sure it's in the list in the queue to go on no, the site. Yeah. Well, it helps to know somebody, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm calling them as soon as we hang up. Hey. <laughs> His name is Sandstrom. S A N D. Not Sandstorm. Okay. Mike, do you have anything to add before we let Melinda go? No, but I would like to talk to her later on on other topics. Not other topics. The same topic later on, as to the benefits of my uh, and questions that people are going to have as to other uses for this, plus other things that you do. I mean, you stated that you were an ag agent for in, um, oh, is it Milwaukee? In the, yes, in Milwaukee County, so very urban. So a lot of horticulture, greening, community gardens, master gardener program I started oh, there. That's a, that's, so. Yes, I'd love to talk, to discuss this with you because we have, I've been affiliated with the Agricultural Business Enhancement Center, and it was a Marcy Captor thing brought up with seven counties to basically enhance agriculture or growing change it from the big farms to getting people educated. And when you said the master gardener programs, these people come in like gangbusters. And I'd like to discuss later on with you, if it's possible, uh, certain programs like this. And Oh, I'm yeah, I'd be happy to always talk gardening. Always happy to do that. We got Iowa's Iowa state, you know, these are all now it is, is, uh, well, is Milwaukee, is there a land grant university there? University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's, okay, so that's the language. I'll be darned. Common yeah. denominator. So, while we work with them, I'd like to work with you in the future as well if we can. Can we? That would be great. I'd love it too. Any chance to talk gardening and with uh, two fun guys like you, can't beat <laughs> spending an hour or so chatting and uh, yeah, hopefully helping gardeners be inspired. When we're done, he's going to bark at me. Okay. Melinda, <laughs> thank you so much for... <laughs> Sharing your portion of Milorganite, and uh, you know, we just—I I love the product. I wanted to know more about it, so why not go to the source? And for all of our listeners, um, go pick up a couple bags, but make sure you leave some for me. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me join you as well. Thanks for listening to your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.